What's going on, everybody? This is Lying in the Hands of Paul. Before we get started today, we just want to let you know, today we're going to be discussing Boyd Tinsley on the podcast. If uh, people's opinions that aren't the same as your own make you angry or you get upset, then you're probably not going to listen to today's podcast. I mean, you might have to listen to a little bit to decide where you stand on our uh, opinions. But uh, with that being said, if you get angry because everything isn't your way, then go ahead and switch over and pick a different podcast. You know, if you'd like to stay and listen, we appreciate that very much. If you can't because you don't like it, then, you know, find a, find a different podcast to listen to. We'd love to have you, but if you can't stay, then we'll see you next time. Save your sermons For someone that's afraid to love If you knew what I feel Then you couldn't be so sure And I'll be right here Lying in the hands of Paul Today on Lying in the Hands of Paul Trevor Chelson Fongs will be discussing Boy Tinsley The sound that, uh Boyd Tinsley was famous for, the sound that the band has now without Boyd, what they've done to kind of replace his parts. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our Facebook page, Lying in the Hands of Pod. Make sure you subscribe to our Apple Podcast page, our Anchor page, and our Stitcher page. Thank you for listening, and eat, drink, and be merry as always. I'll be right here, lying in the hands of Paul. Howdy, Chelsea. Hello, Holmes. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm good. There's Trevor. What's going on, Trevor? What's what up, Trevor? Not much, not much. Just uh, waiting around to get this uh, get this going. It's not Sunday as it usually is. It's Thursday, but uh, nonetheless, we are uh, ready to go, and we got our uh, DMB thinking caps. Yep, think, yeah, think, think. And I'm about to crack open a brewski and get this thing going. So today we're going to be uh, talking and conversing about uh, pretty much um, Boyd Tinsley. I don't know if we want to dive too far in you know, uh, legalities of it all. But as far as just, you know, how the band sounds now, um, you know, without him, how they sounded before, you know, the changes that they went through and, you know, all the above. Um, Chelsea, I know that you did say that you kind of looked through a couple of things um, regarding the court cases and stuff, though, correct? Yeah, I, I mean, I have quite a few times just because it's local and I understand the local of it all. Um, and it's... It's really hard to explain, but it's it's a civil case. No one's really ever going to get any answers. Everybody thinks that just sitting around and waiting for the answers is what's going to happen, and it's not. It's- well, I mean, at the end of the day, as far as that goes, um, he's been accused of everything, but he hasn't been tried in court and been convicted of anything, correct? No, he has not, and correct. he won't be. Yeah, correct. I mean, because... Yeah. I mean, and this is, well, like the second go-around, right? There was a suit that was yes. initially... Um, it was mid-2000s, against right? Uh, no, like 2012. Two years ago, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and that got dismissed, and then um, the case got reopened, and I'm sure most people are, basically everybody, probably familiar. But like you're saying, right, I mean, in America, innocent until proven guilty, and that's all fine. We don't have to discuss this from a legal standpoint by any means, nor do I think we're qualified to do so. But I do think, you know, from... From a fan perspective and, you know, reading through everything and understanding what's going on and seeing the reaction of the band. Look, at the end of the day, and this is totally my opinion, 
if there was not some bit of truth to this, I don't think he would have been fired. Right. I think when the case was brought against him and uh, he stepped away or whatever it was, um, you know, he, he announced that he was going to step away for a little bit. Um, you know, maybe not all the details were out there, but again, there's been a lot of rumors that known about behaviors like this for a long time. And in my belief, I don't think they would have fired him unless they knew there was some truth to these. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but he did chalk up the him taking a break to health issues and family. Correct. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. So maybe, I mean, that, that's dude, that's come on. That's like yeah, the no, vaguest, definitely very vague. You know what I mean? I mean, that's but, like, I mean, at the same the time, you know, I don't know what went on. I mean, really, there's only a few people that really know what happened. Um, all I can Absolutely. say is hush money is a uh, incredible thing. So, I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, but yeah. with that being said, as far as him being fired or whatever you, you want to call it, I mean, um, as far as I look at it, it's, I mean, you have kind of a, a image to uphold and that, that I would assume that Dave and the other guys in the band, you know, don't want that kind of image put on the, I mean, they've already had a few, you know, um, things that happened in the past as far as the, uh, you know, the tour bus shit tank and all that stuff, you know, just a, a couple of things. Yeah. Also well, yeah. Uh, a few things in the past, you know, it's just not good for the image. And I'm, I'm assuming, you know, regarding whether they knew everything that happened or anything that happened, that's probably another big reason for them kind of just pushing it aside. Well, yeah. And like you were saying, I mean, think about what they stand for as a band, you know, like you were alluding to, I mean, it's unity, it's respect for everybody. So, um, you know, maybe you can even look at it from the perspective of, you know, even the allegations alone are too much for them to want to have, you know, held over their heads as a band. But, you know, let's even, you know, you read all the, the description of everything that he's been accused of. You even strip it down and just say it's even a small portion yeah. of that. That's still disgusting and way too much. So at the end of the day, I mean, I think the band did. what. Well, they and you have to keep in mind, too, that their original keyboardist also is. He didn't exactly accuse Boyd of anything, but he did say hashtag me too. So, right, which I mean, I think is basically yeah, it's, the, it's, right. It's the original the original keyboard player for Crystal Gardens for Dave Matthews Band. No, also oh, Dave Bush. Band. Then. No, no, there's a there's a piano player. Oh, okay, Bush. well, see, you guys just know more than me. So fine, <laughs> there's some people people out there like just this bombs guys not qualified to do this show. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. Well. I, no, I can't. You know, I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but it well, was I mean, uh, it was real early, like ninety one, okay. yeah. ninety one to like ninety three or something like that. It was well. Real I mean, early. with that being said, Peter, yeah, Bizarre, yeah, that that does sound familiar. So maybe I didn't know that and I forgot it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we all have, but we, uh, we, we'll carp- accept it. We carpmentalize what we don't want to know. Yeah. Well, we I mean, look up to it, this guy as someone who was amazing, and now looking back on it, you're like, was he always amazing? Well, I mean, uh, not to kind of you know dip into a different subject, but and this is gonna piss some people off too. But hey, that's what I'm here for. That's what we're Michael, here for. Michael, yeah, Michael Jackson might have done some really fucked up things in his past, but he's still the king of fucking pop. Right. Right. I'm, uh, and I mean, yeah. with that being said, I don't know too many motherfuckers that can wear a leather vest with no shirt underneath of it on stage and tear up a violin. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not saying that he's right with anything that he's ever done. I'm just saying, you know, I, I, I'm not yeah. going to wear a, a vest with no shirt underneath of it on stage. People would tell me to put a shirt underneath of it and that's be all right. But anyway, um, just to dive into it, though, I mean, I guess um, 
not to go too deeply into the uh, to the whole you know the court cases and all that stuff because that's not what we're going to really be talking about today. But I guess um, at the end of the day, uh, Boyd's true reflections came out. <laughs> I've yeah. been waiting all day to drop that one. I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> anyway. So um, with that being said. Uh, this is lying in the hands of God. No, it's not. It's lying in the hands of Pod. Look at me go today already. Um, but we did ask um, several of our listeners to kind of um, record their thoughts on the subject that we're going to be talking about today. And uh, we had, I mean, we had a good bit of uh, um, people submitting things, and uh, those are going to be added on at the end of the show. So make sure you guys stick around to hear what some other uh, Listeners of our podcast have to say about the situation. Um, I think that you'll like what we uh, what we've got. I mean, I enjoyed listening to them and going through them, so I hope you all will too. But um, just to dive in real quickly, um, what? Uh, so Chelsea, you've you've watched, I'm assuming, concerts or Periscopes so far this year from the summer tour, correct? Yes, many. And I mean, you've been to one or two shows this year, Trevor. Trevor. Yeah, Trevor. Hey, sorry, uh, Josh. Uh, you're cutting out a lot right now. I totally missed a hundred percent of what you just said. I'm sorry. Um, so, <laughs> I, can, can you hear me now? <laughs> I can't. I um, can just fine. Yeah, weird. That's yeah, probably me. So you can't hear me then. Yeah, why don't I turn Wi-Fi? It's Trevor. It's Trevor. So Trevor's breaking up a little bit. Then that's what yeah. it sounded like right there. Yeah. There are technical difficulties in all this. Yes, I can hear you. Can yes. you hear us? There we go. Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, so okay. there are tech. There will be technical difficulties because <laughs> Trevor. Trevor is in. You're in Minnesota right now, right, Trevor? I'm in the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere, in Minnesota. Minnesota. Um, Chelsea is in Everett, Washington. Correct, Chelsea? Yes. I remember that because I'm a creeper and. Um, <laughs> oh. I'm in. I'm Passing in West buck. Virginia. Yeah. Right. right? <laughs> I'm in West Virginia, so, I mean, we can't all be in the same room at the same time. Um, it would be lovely if we could, but we cannot, so there will be a few technical difficulties. We'll try to keep those to a minimum. But anyway, um, so you've been to two shows this year, correct, Trevor? I've been to only one so far this oh, year. Okay, you, ha- you have another one coming up, though. Correct. Okay, so uh, Chelsea hasn't really been there live to see, you know, kind of what they have um, – this year i mean she as she said she's seen it in periscopes and videos i've been to one show this year and trevor has too he has um uh the pleasure of going to another one i do not but with that being said i mean um I, i'll just tell you real quick like it i obviously knew going into seeing them that we were going to get a new keyboard player a new piano player whatever you want to call them and buddy strong and i kind of was familiar with buddy's work not to the point to where like you know i i know any of his songs like by heart or anything but i kind of knew what he was and i don't want to say i knew what we were getting but i, I mean i knew what he was capable of. um i went into that show just kind of uh in pittsburgh this year kind of just I, I looked at it as kind of like wiping the slate clean. It was a new adventure. Obviously, it was still Dave Matthews' band, but it was it was a new adventure for me because it was going to obviously be a different sound. Um, with that being said, I, I know that there's there's people out there that think that it's almost blasphemy that that they don't get another violin player at this point. That they kind of just are using you know Jeff and Rashawn and Butch and Tim and all the other people in the bands trying to cover up the missing violin parts that are supposed to be there. Um, but I, I went into the show and I, I honestly, I didn't question myself once during the show as to 
the violin should have been there or I'm missing a violin part or I need violin. I thought that overall it was an incredible show. I thought they sounded great. And with that being said, it was early on. My show was June 1st, I do believe. So that was, I want to say about a month after they'd started the tour somewhere in there. Um, But I mean, I I mean, I've watched Periscope since, and I I think the bands really hit a new groove with, with the way they're going. I think they sound fantastic. Um, And I think that, they're kind of, even with the new album, they're kind of developing a, a new sound. It's still Dave Matthews' band, but they're they're able to kind of do things that um, that that they weren't before. Uh, they weren't able to do before. And um, I mean, I'll get your guys' take on, or especially Trevor, because he's already seen him this year. But I mean, uh, the past few years, I really noticed kind of Void slacking a little bit. I don't know if you call it slacking, but he wasn't playing to oh, the ability. Yeah, I would definitely call it slacking. Okay, Cole yeah. called it slacking. He wasn't playing to the ability that he was in the early 2000s or the late 90s, we'll say. Absolutely. And that's, and that's when all my shows were, is in the mid to late 2000s. Yeah, so I mean, you you haven't really seen them with the slacking of the BT. No, I just didn't want to ruin the whole Roy effect in my head. I, I figured it would really kill me yeah it's hard so i mean trevor what, what say you about uh the show that you've been to so far this year and how they sounded yes yeah, so i have a ton of thoughts on this um so well, like speak you, your Flums, I, you know i kind of went into it with the same thing open mind right yep. um you know i'd heard recordings and um i knew buddy's general sound uh you know i i liked dmb when they had bush i thought it was solid i thought he fit in really well it all made sense to me agree that was great so i was you know i was i was excited but cautious as you know my what my opinion and what my reaction would be um and a lot of it i think works really really well i don't know that i love the hammond sound organ and then piano I'm, i'm 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 right there i mean it's not it's not bad either way um i think i'd probably like a little more actual straight up keys uh, on some songs, but you know, I, I disagree in terms of at times, do I wish, you know, Boyd was there or do I, do I think maybe it's not as good with Boyd? Yes. Am I disappointed? No, because here's the deal for me at the end of the day, what it comes down to is they're still adapting and they're still entertaining us. I can't be pissed off that the sound doesn't sound or upset that it doesn't sound the same because look, when Bush left, when Roy died, when, Boyd got canned. Like they could have hung it up at any one of those times, and we'd all be sitting here talking about remember whens. And instead, they decided to adapt and move on and still entertain us. Like, man, I, I get so pissed off at some of these people that feel like obligated, like they deserve something. Like they've because they bought a ticket, they need to get what they want out of this. Like that's not the way this shit works, man. Like go to it, sit back, enjoy what you're hearing, because at the end of the day, it's still really goddamn good music. Oh, yeah, I have a strong opinion about that, too. Well, I completely agree with you in the aspect is why why spend your hard-earned money, no matter how you got it, whether you're, you know, working the the noon hour at the strip club or whether you're out there getting your hands dirty, why spend your hard-earned money on a concert ticket to a band that you obviously supposedly like? Because I can tell you, I'm not going to buy a concert ticket to somebody I don't like. Um, why, why go and then complain about it afterwards? I mean, yeah, I agree. That's I that's see. one of the. It's almost like a rainy day, rainy day fan is the way I see. It. I'm not gonna ever go 
And I mean, with that being said, I went to a concert this year not knowing how this band was really going to sound, other than kind of hearing like the night before the Super Bowl and all the just the little snippets of them without Boyd. Right. But I'm never going to leave a Dave concert unhappy because this is the band that I've really kind of molded a lot of years of my life around. This is, I mean, this these guys are the soundtrack to my life, as I'm sure you guys could kind of agree with as well. I mean, absolutely. I'm not going to go into a concert and come out saying, Oh, I fucking hated it. Or it's just not, it's not going to happen. That's impossible. Now, with that being said, I think that there's many other things that we can cover here soon, but I mean, at the end of the day, we lost a big part of what early Dave Matthews band sound was. Sure. And, but with, with that being said, it's not like we're losing Carter. It's not like we're losing Dave. Right. I mean, I hate to sound like Boyd's uh, just, uh, uh, just in the background and and gone, but this band is not going to change that much. And there's going to be people that argue and think that I'm an idiot for saying this, but the band overall is not going to change that much just by them losing the sound of a violin. That's my opinion. Yeah. I think they'll change a lot, but I think they can still make it work really, really well. And here's, you know, here's how I see it. And, and for me, this whole process has kind of been easy. And I'll tell you why. And I'll, I'll use it. You talked about the night before concert that was in St. Paul. And, um, you know, I'm in Minneapolis, originally from, from the area. So I'm a huge Minnesota Vikings fan. <laughs> so I will, compare, <laughs> I will compare Boyd to my good, good long time um, one of my favorite athletes of all time, Randy Moss. Right? Time out. Real straight, quick, though. Straight, you know, where, you know where he's from, right? Randy? Yeah. Uh, I don't have to stop in my head, no. Uh, West Virginia, my man. Oh, well. <laughs> went to Marshall University. I knew Continue. he went to Marshall, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's like my, my buddy, Randy Moss. Randy Moss, one of the best at all time, of all time. But when it wasn't about Randy Moss, Randy Moss didn't play hard. He didn't. He took plays off. He really only cared when it was about him for the last X amount of years. That's what I started seeing out of Boyd when it was a Boyd night. And there was a lot of heavy violin songs. Boyd was on fire. He had energy. He was really into the show. If it wasn't about Boyd that night, man, that guy couldn't look more bored. He would stand in the back. He was more fucking, you know, into how many times he could go hit his vape pen between songs and between licks than he was about actually playing the violin. And it made it a little easier for me to kind of transition out of Boyd because he was the one person for me that was just really hit and miss down the road. And, you know, skill-wise, we talk about that. I mean, he'd kind of been more and more pushed into the background of the band anyway because his skills had significantly declined. I mean, that's just reality. So for me, look, if I had the same Boyd that I had 10 years ago, I would still really, really want him in the band. But with the Boyd that we had towards the end, it was just it was easier for me. Well, real quick before Chelsea kind of goes into what we just covered as well. But, I mean, violin is a lead instrument. There is no lead in Dave Matthews' band. But the, the, here's my point. Saxophone is a lead instrument. Yeah. Trumpet is a lead instrument. Yeah. So, with that being said, Leroy never wanted to be in the spotlight. But Leroy found the spotlight because of how well he did what he did. Correct. Yeah. Every, everybody knew how incredible Leroy. Everybody knew how incredible the saxophone player was. Correct for yeah. Dave Matthews Band. I I know there's a lot of people that don't like Rashawn. I fucking love Rashawn. I think that he is so versatile on very uh, different things. Um, but what I what I'm trying to get to is is it 
they do a good job of taking these instruments that are usually out in the forefront and not making them that way and letting everybody kind of have their time to shine. And I think that, you know, that uh, a multitude of things could have affected Boyd in that part. But as you said, he kind of, he started to slack off when he wasn't involved as much. It was like, you know, why put the effort in if he could only put in, if he can per se, if he can put in 50% instead of putting in a hundred, then why not just put in the 50%? Right, and you know, to to illustrate, and this really pissed me off as well. I think it was 2015. I was at Berkeley, um, and that was 2014 or 2015. It was a three night set, and one of the nights I was on rail uh, on Boyd's side, and so I was watching Boyd all night. And towards the end of the show, he had a solo coming, so he was going and he was doing his whole, you know, nose to nose with Dave thing, and he dropped his bow, and he wanted he picked up his bow. And Dave kind of looked at him like, you good, man? Is everything all right? And he held his bow out in front of Dave and dropped it again a second time. Uh-huh. And everyone looked at him like, like in, including Dave, like everyone was saying, oh, it was an accident. It was an accident. Dave had this look on his face like, you know, fuck this guy. Because I, I, I don't know. It seemed like there was some drama between them and some shit was going on at that point in time. But at that point, I was just like, you know what? Screw this guy. Because it was a clown act, man. Well, I'll let Chelsea go ahead and start, but we are talking about the same guy that kissed Dave on the mouth. But right. Correct. I digress. I digress. Uh, Chelsea, I mean, what do you what do you think, well, from what you heard, how do you like the sound of the band? I know it's been a while since you've seen them live at all anyway, but I mean, I, 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 what do you think? I mean, how, how do you think this is going? How do you think it's going to progress? Well, I mean, just to touch on kind of everything, I mean, the last time I saw them was just after Rashawn had been added, and... Roy had just passed away, and so Jeff was also a staple of the band. And the whole thing is that Rashawn joined the band because Roy said, we should add this guy. It'll change our sound. It'll make it awesome. But at the same time, the band was having problems. Major documented problems. Like, they weren't getting along. They were constantly fighting. They weren't happy. They were done. And Roy passing away so tragically kind of brought them back to a new place. And it made them decide to move on because that's what Roy would have wanted. And it took a lot of time for them to realize that that's what, that's what would help them move on was to do something Roy loved the most by entertaining and performing and being there for his fans. So they changed. That's, that was where the evolution started. They had already lost Butch at the time. Because Butch, you know, wanted to spend more time with his family and he was done touring. So then they added Rashawn to kind of fill that in. And then Jeff had to jump in and that worked out really well. And so it's, it's kind of an evolution. Things are always rolling and changing and can't expect the band to be the same. And to touch on the whole, they play the same songs every night. Who gives a shit? I yeah, mean, you know what? Yeah. I mean, just, and I'm sorry to, to interrupt you, but. No, I, I just I just looked this all up today, actually, and it's funny that you bring it up. So, do you know how many songs they played this tour? Uh, well, I would say like sixty. Just past like, the halfway point, right? Of the, yeah. of the summer tour, just past half. They played seventy-nine songs. Okay. In two thousand and actually, so yeah, in two thousand and sixteen, for the entire summer tour, they played ninety-one songs. Okay. No one was complaining then about the lack of variety. We're 12 songs away at just over the halfway point. 
Now, granted, right. I'll say this. In the last five years, the, the three years previous to that, so 15, 14, and 13, it was an average of like 115 songs. So right. compared to that, yeah, it's significantly less. But compared to even 2016, I mean, we're getting there, right? It takes time. Well, I think people like to complain because it's not the same old, same old. Well, yeah, but guess what? There's a new album. With, no, I agree. But with, with change comes people stepping into the forefront saying, I'm not all right with this change. And well, that's... That's where you. I'm not one of those people. I mean, I know yeah. Chelsea is, but um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I think that that's where you get a lot of your your problem starters and your troublemakers at is is because they want the same old, same old. And I, I think a lot of those people just don't understand that nothing can stay the same forever. It just can't. If I mean, if this band was the same, I mean, just look at their albums. I mean, if this band. With this band to me is the best band on the on the face of the earth right now. I mean, I, regardless of what anybody tries to tell me, they're not going to change my mind on this. Yeah. But with that being said, if this band could have put out the first three albums that they put out, every album, you know, that good, just like that, we, I mean, there would be so many more people talking about this band. But things change, and that's not always going to happen. Do I like them any less because of that? No. Do I like them any less because they're missing Boyd? No. But, yeah. I mean, you know, regardless, go ahead, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Chelsea. Sorry. Well, so, but to touch on that a little more, too, is, so, yeah, you go see the band how many different shows a year, and they play how many different songs at all the shows you go to. Are you going to follow around Coldplay and listen to them play the same set every single night, doing the same songs and the same stuff with maybe one variation of a different song because of where they're performing that night? Yeah. I mean, how are you are you even complaining when almost every other band out there right now is doing the same show every single night show to show to show again with maybe a one song variation and then you go to the Dave Matthews band and they're playing you know how many songs in the show and the next night they'll play three of three or four of the same songs yeah so why I mean why are we complaining no I agree but think about this like what other band out there, I mean, the majority of bands you will go to, and I've said this so many times, you would be pissed if you didn't hear the same 20 songs, right? Like, you go to yeah. hear the hits. For the most bands, you want to hear the hits. And if you go to, you know, like Bruce Springsteen and you get all, you know, B-side stuff, most people aren't going to be happy with that because they want to hear the same songs. They I don't play. know. Springsteen's fans well, you know run I mean. pretty I deep. I've met some Springsteeners and so, they're some crazy. Well, you know what? No, those. fuck it. I stand by it. But it, it, <laughs> for Dave, Dave Matthews, people go and they get pissed if he plays the same songs. Like, look, one person's, are, are we one person's least favorite set list is going to be somebody's favorite set list. Exactly. That's, so at the end of the day, of be fucking happy that you're there listening to them at all because they owe you nothing. Yeah, that's because of how diverse they are. I mean, I, 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 mean, I don't think that. Okay, and this is this is probably a big, a big thing to say, but I, if if Dave Matthews Band were to come out for the rest of their days and play the same set list, I don't have the money to go see them all the time. I know what songs I'd be expecting, but I'd, I'd still fucking pay money to see them. I know, I probably would too. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, with that being said. Um, is uh, uh, I mean, I just think that it's a testament to how good. I know we're not talking about Buddy, but it, it's a testament to how good he is. Because as a musician myself, I'm going to say this at least every podcast because I'm a musician. <laughs> anyway, um, I mean, I I know I play guitar, so these songs 
with the exception of a couple, um, I mean, uh, they're not easy to play. Right. The train. The transitions, the the chord changes, the tempo, all these things are improvising. Not yeah, and and to be able to say, here you go, take the reins. This is this is what we're doing. Learn this stuff, and them to be able to go out every night, put on a fucking killer show, and they they're adding. I I know that you said they had uh, the other night what like two or three tour debuts, Trevor. Yeah, I yeah. mean, over the last couple of days, I mean, there's been, or the last couple of shows, there's been like five, I think five yeah. debuts. I mean, so to me, that says a buddy's getting way more comfortable, and b they're they're they don't give a shit. They're going to go out there and they're going to play what they want to play and they're going to have a good time. Well, yeah, did you all see like one of the one of the first couple of shows of the tour to put this all into perspective and how you know it's going to take some time and and how they're kind of getting into their groove now. Buddy posted, uh, I think it was on Instagram, a picture of himself from stage uh, with the crowd in the background. And you could also see his laptop that he had. And right. on his laptop screen, if you looked at it, was tab after tab after tab. And what it was, it was every single song that they were playing that night was open. And it told him what chords happened at what part of the song and when he needed to transition in each part of the song. I mean, he was out there jamming his ass off. While still looking at a spreadsheet or a piece yeah, of paper, and, telling him when he needs to play a different chord. And I mean, we're not talking about a song songs that are like Sweet Home Alabama that have D, C, and G the whole song. No. They have, they, these songs have so many switches and changes and transitions. I mean, to me, the easiest probably two songs to play are Ants and What Would You Say. But even those songs have these changes and tempo cha- and just different things going on in them. And for you not to know, I mean, I don't know that if Buddy Strong was a um, a Dave Matthews band fan before this, I would hope because he's a good musician that he probably appreciates other good musicians. But with that being said, to be able to just catapult yourself into this and go on a summer tour with these musicians who have paid their dues and put in lots and lots of hours, you know, I, 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 it's just, it's an incredible thing. I know the show's not on Buddy Strong and I'd love to do a Buddy Strong episode. Just yeah. What well, kind of, I mean, it kind of is though. I mean, it's on the whole new sound. I of mean, the yeah, it's about yeah, Boyd leaving uh, the whole okay. Band, so all right. Yeah, it's it's so, the Boyd Void because he is filling the Boyd Void largely. But, yeah. He's not doing it by himself, but no. he's, do, he's doing, and, and I'm sorry. I know there's a bunch of people on like, uh, you know, message boards and stuff like that saying, you know, Boyd who, and uh, we don't need a violin. This violin sound, I I, I went back and my wife and I and my son Hendrix went out uh, and got dinner tonight. And it was about a half hour drive to dinner, a half hour back. And I put on my favorite album, which if you all have listened to our previous podcast, you'll know that my favorite album and all both of all three of our favorite albums is before these crowded streets. And I just kind of listened and there's a lot of, of subtleties as far as Boyd on the violin goes and a lot of these songs. And if you're not training yourself to listen to this violin and seeing where it comes in, you'll miss them on a lot of these songs because there's so many different sounds going on. If you're not trained to know what a violin, you know, where it's capable of. Yeah. Well, then you're it's not going to know plucking, it's You know, I mean, it's, yeah, plucking. so many different things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I went back and I listened to some of this stuff and I mean, obviously it's my favorite album, Obviously, he he was in he was involved in this album. But with that being said, we've also done a podcast on this new album, and as a, as a whole, I believe we all we all three love this new album, correct? Yes, yes. And I mean, there's no Boyd on this new album, so obviously, yes, they've transitioned and changed. But I mean, 
it was a big part of their beginning sound. It obviously was. I mean, that you look back and I mean, uh, there's always been these bands that kind of have these. I don't want to say random, but just, I mean, yeah, random instruments in the band that you wouldn't think would be. I mean, Jethro Tull played flute. Uh, you know, Bon yeah. Scott. Bon Scott played bagpipes. I mean, just different instruments that you're not expecting to be in these bands, and that was a big part of them was well, having a violin in this band. Roy played the flute. Boy played, played the flute. flute. Jeff does play the flute. I mean, and speaking of flute, I think there's a flute going on in Chelsea's background somewhere. Are you playing the Legend <laughs> of Zelda, Chelsea? No, my teenage daughter is watching something. I don't know. What are you are you playing the Ocarina of Time right now? <laughs> you need to you need to let that teenage daughter know that you got business to take care. Of. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, anyway, I I just think that um I think that it's 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 obviously a big piece that's missing. But I think that this band, because of how good they are, doing a great job of filling in the spaces where Boyd was once before. Well, yeah, I, I can agree with you, Mormon. There's an opinion of, that just came to mind that if you are upset that the band is changing and you go into a concert looking for all the Boyd boys, you're going to find them. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And that's, and that's frustrating because, yeah, obviously you're going to miss him if you go in going, well, he's supposed to be coming in on the violin right now. And, oh, there's, there's Rashawn on the trumpet playing his part. Well, I mean, gosh. Not to uh, hold on, Chelsea. I'm gonna let you finish. But Dave Matthews Band had the best album of all time. <laughs> but no, but but seriously, well there's just sir. like for yeah, exactly. Shout out to uh, Yeezy. But uh, um, uh, <laughs> I lost myself on that one. But like for instance, um, is it uh, it's uh, what uh, is it? Uh, it's One Sweet World, right? That had the the the, the Boyd intro with it, right? Correct with the violin. I, I, I mean, there's more. Than, there's a lot of songs that. Have yeah. Well, no, I'm just, I'm just thinking. Like there was, I think it was one Sweet World that had this kind of really. It, it was, it was Boyd heavy in the beginning. Am I correct? Sure. Like the intro to the song. I think it's what I saw somebody had posted online the other day about it not being there and how they, they really, really kind of missed, um, missed the, the 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 Boyd in the song. Here's my take on this. We're talking about a band that, you know, solos and stuff are. I, I would assume improvised because they're never the same the same night. You know, you're always getting a different sound. So if you enjoy this band because there's a different sound, then why are you hating on them so much for not having the same sound? Yeah. I mean, he, I think this kind of goes on what Chelsea was saying. You know, there are people, so songs will be played, like Two Step was played at Deer Creek, right? And not two seconds after they were done, somebody would be on one of the Facebook Dave groups saying, Oh, it's not the same without Boyd. Like, okay, I get it. It's not the same. You're right. It is absolutely not the same. That is a fact. That is absolutely a fact. But guess what? Instead of sitting there on your ass listening for where Boyd isn't, listen to what the other members of the band are doing. Exactly. Because it is incredible still what they are doing. Mm -hmm. Don't listen for what's not happening. Listen to what is happening because guess what? You're missing some really goddamn good music right now. Yeah, they're minimizing the other musicians' talent by "quote unquote" missing the missing boy. That's that's minimizing Rashawn and Jeff and but or not Butch, <laughs> Buddy, even Dave Carter, Stefan. You're minimizing all of these musicians because you want one small piece that may or may not ever be back. And not even saying that person, just saying that the violin may or may not ever come back. So well, you have to get used to it and deal with it or move on. 
with that being said, and Chelsea, I mean, I, I know that there's some people out there that really want to know what you have to think. You need to tell us. You need to tell us men to shut the fuck up every once in a while because Trevor and I are pretty much uh, like uh, I want to. I mean, I don't want to go too uh, literal with it because, but I mean, we're we're pretty much brothers. Him and I kind of we, we we hit our we hit our stride. We start talking, and then it's like. You know, tell us to shut the fuck up so you can jump in here and let everybody know what you think. But and I just with get that, fired up and go, I just start going. I can't yeah, help it. Yeah, I am too. And <laughs> I, I can't mean, help the, it. The, the the alcohol kind of helps you on that too. But I mean, with that being said, do you all think it's it's absolutely? Uh, we'll we'll take this as a two part question, and I just kind of want a yes or a no. Do you absolutely? And we'll start with Chelsea, considering she's the unspoken one here. Um, <laughs> do you, Chelsea? Do you absolutely think that they have to? add a violin player to this band in the upcoming years if they're going to continue to do what they do? Have to, no. Okay, Trevor? Absolutely not. Okay, well then, second part of the question, Trevor, would you like it if they did? Uh, hmm. I haven't really thought about it. Um, God, dude, <sighs> That's a really right. hard question, actually. <laughs> well, I see, I don't. I, I think so here's, Chelsea. Here's, here's my here's my problem with it. Here's why. That also would cause more problems. You know what I mean? It's gonna. It, it, nothing would really but change. Explain, by that, explain by what that, you th- what, what you mean? Yeah. yeah so he, everyone's gonna compare the new violin player to Boyd. And uh, even if they are more talented, people aren't gonna say it because they love Boyd. Boyd's the original member. They love Boyd, and uh, you know, again, the sound now. It's different. There's no doubt about it. But if you listen to what these people are doing, it's still really, really good. So do I want another violin? I think I would have to be convinced that another violin would make sense for this band. And uh, that, I, dude, I don't know. That, that's really hard. Well, well, it's it's funny. Go ahead, Chelsea. Did you ask this question because of kind of what we talked about the other day? No, I just, I, I'm, situation. no. Chelsea, quit quit acting like we talk all the time. You're gonna make my wife jealous. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But I mean, no. I'm not asking that question today. I want your honest opinion okay. on the fact that. No, and and I do feel like there may be a guesting opportunity at some point. Uh, that would guys, turn into a full time job. Or? No, no. Did you? So you guys saw the? I mean, I posted it. The Gorge has opening acts now. Oh really? No, I didn't know that. No, I didn't see yeah. that either. Gorge has opening acts now. Uh, Hopefully, it's Kings of Leon for you this year. <laughs> oh, no, no, and I'm looking it up real quick because it's on my Facebook. So yeah, they announced today the band officially announced three opening acts for the Dave Matthews Band at the Gorge. That's kind of strange, though, isn't it? Yeah. So there's one band that's doing three nights, and then one band that's doing two nights, and then a woman who's doing one night. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm, I wonder why she's doing one night because she's a woman. Them damn haters. No, she can totally. come out and sing spoon with them. <laughs> so, I mean, that leaves an opportunity for a member of one of these bands to join them on stage to perform. Well, real quickly though, have they? I don't think they've had any guests so far this year, have they? Yeah. Well, I mean, they have the moment. No, I mean, period. Oh yeah. yeah. Who? They've had a couple. Serious. Dude, they have a lot. Yes, fill me in. Who do you know that they've had guessing? Because I just, maybe I'm that bad of a fan. Here, I can tell you everybody. Hold on. 
I'm looking at the keep, gorge keep, thing right keep now. talking and I'll look yeah, I heard uh, well I heard I just I thought a little bit had, I did hear they had Josh Fallsby come in and do a couple songs and he was kick ass funny. but so, I, so, hear I heard it was awful so this is the gorge keep, um, keep my ass Trevor <laughs> so moon taxi alright I got it all right here 831 and 91 moon taxi yes and then Margot Price is performing September 2nd Real quick though, before yeah. you say the third one, yeah, I saw I saw Margot Price at Farm Aid this year. Uh huh. I was not impressed. Okay. And then um, Preservation Hall Jazz Band is. Oh my god! Night. They they are fucking incredible. I don't know how much you guys. I would assume that you obviously kind of like jazz a little bit. I know Trevor, you kind of like jazz too. Yeah, I do. Um, but Preservation Hall Jazz Band are, are great. I mean, they are great. They played at Farm Aid when I saw them in uh, North Carolina three or four years ago. They they are fantastic. But um, uh, you can kind of see a trend here. Moon Taxi sounds familiar, but with Margot, she was Farm Aid, and with Preservation Hall, they were Farm Aid. So, I mean, Dave is obviously a board member of Farm Aid, so he's bringing these Farm Aid musicians in, which is great because look at what they did for a lot of musicians, like in the caravans back in the day. I mean, that's where Gary Clark Jr. really started getting big. I love his right. caravans, yeah. Okay, go ahead, Trevor, right, with so, uh, so the here's, guests. Here's the guests so far this year, and then we'll uh, get back on track. So, um, obviously, Buddy's considered a guest, but uh, Clay Cook. Uh, I saw Jimmy Herring from Widespread Panic play at, in, he guessed it in Atlanta, which was awesome. Uh, Mark Whitfield, Matt Cappy, Ron Blake, and Melissa Gardner. And the cool right, thing, the trombone player. Yeah, so the cool story about that really quick is I don't know if anybody saw this. Melissa yeah. Gardner, like a few days before, she was playing in this jazz ensemble or she was doing like a clinic at a university and Rashawn was there and they met and they kind of hit it off and they were talking and they were really friendly and uh, Rashawn invited her to that, to that concert and she was like, oh, this is going to be cool. Maybe I'll meet the band. And she's like, I don't know. She said something like, can I bring anybody? He's like, no, bring your trombone. And she was expecting just to go watch the concert and they brought her out on stage. Like this isn't a professional musician really. And she came out and played trombone for the largest crowd she's ever played for. And I watched the video. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty good. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. with that being said though, these are kind of people that, I mean, maybe it's because I'm not into music as much as I think to, but these aren't really people that are, are house names. Oh, are you kidding me? I guess so. I don't, I don't really care for widespread panic. So I wouldn't know who that guy. Well, is. he also, you know who Jimmy hearing is? Dude, he's no. a legend. Isn't that the guy? He, he was played like the Allman that. Brothers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that the guy that lost his leg in 72? <laughs> Dude is awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's really I good. don't know. No, I don't know. I love the Allman Brothers, but I don't know who that is. So I guess no, he could shred. He was only, he was only mean, in the Allman Brothers for a year, but he could well, shred. I mean, with, that, with that being said, you didn't know who Fat Function was either. So That's true, and I love him. <laughs> but um, so I guess there are a few. But I just by that I, by household names, I mean like the Bella Flex and the and the Warren Haynes and stuff like that. Yeah, but I think yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's get back on topic. No, yeah, no. I'm just I was curious, but I mean, I mean, so I asked the question, um, you know, would you like to have another violin player? I, I don't. I, I mean, I didn't really give my take on it. I don't think they need it. No. I think that, as I said, um, um. You know, the bands are going to evolve and they're always going to be able to keep the same members. And a lot of times, a lot of bands do falter because of this. I mean, there, there's plenty of instances of bands that, that did. I mean, like, I love the Chili Peppers, for instance. I mean, they've gone through 1,500 guitar players and they're still incredible. Um, and then you look at another, uh, like a, 
a band of mine that I, that I like, um, you know, Skinnered. I mean, as much as people may hate me on for that, after the plane crash, they were never the same again. So, I mean, I think that's another testament to how good these musicians are that they can go on without an original member of this band. Of this band that was a it was a big sound and a big big uh, big part of the sound um, to the to the beginnings and be able to move on and. I mean, I think obviously there's there's fans like us out there that are just going to pay money to go see them anyway. But uh, I mean, they've they've grown, and just because they've lost doesn't mean I think they've fallen back any. I think that they're still doing what they do. And I mean, as far as energy goes, I know, like I said, Trevor's been to one this year. Chelsea hasn't, but I I, I thought the energy was was completely completely there. Um, not oh, yeah. only from the band, but from the crowd. I think that the, the 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 fans that were that attended the concert, they were completely into it. And I, that's another thing. Um, you would see. We obviously are feeding off the musicians on stage. And as Trevor said earlier, you know, I've been to shows where you would see kind of Boyd just he 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 wasn't into it. And then you've seen videos where the exact opposite is entailed, where he's all over the place and jumping around and having a good time, but. When you kind of, as a as a fan, at least for me, when I see that going on stage, it kind of makes me, it question, it makes me question, you know, how enjoy, how much enjoyment that person's getting out of what they're getting. Because I can tell you right now, I'd be tickled to death if I was in front of that many people playing music. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. So, Chelsea, you're, all right. Final answer: Would you want a new violin player? No, it. That's not. I mean. If they found somebody who wanted to do it, it'd be awesome. But right now, their sound is amazing, and they're all filling it real well. So I don't feel like it's necessary. All right, Foams, final answer. See, I, I would, I would want it. But here's the here's the stipulation with me. I would ask, and it's not going to matter because who am I? But I would ask anybody that listens to our podcast if this ever happens in the future, and they do bring in somebody to play violin, give them give give the son of a bitch a chance because he's not going to be Boy Tinsley. Look at I I know that he, that boy didn't die, but basically he was. If you look at Dave Matthews Band as a, a sitcom or a soap opera, Boyd was killed off this sitcom or soap yeah. opera. You know he he's gone. I don't think anything he does says or. You know, is going to change the fact he's not. I don't think he's going. He's not going to come back. I don't think. I think that Dave's finally cut his ties, and I think that, um, you know, that's like. I, I think that this has been a long time coming for multiple reasons. Right. Um, I think if you were to able to point out one person in the band that's really kind of faltered and, and and not really been there all the way, it's obviously Boyd. But with that being said, uh, you got to give somebody a chance that gets out there and tries to fill his spot. D- do I think it's needed? No. Would I like to see somebody be up there? Yes, because the simple fact of the matter is for me is they wouldn't have to. They could. I love what they're doing. And I know it's it's kind of contradicting myself at the same time, but I love what they're doing now. I have no problems with it. I would I will pay money to go see them if this is the lineup that they keep the rest of the days because I think Buddy's a, a great addition to this band. But I think that they don't need that violin sound there, but if they had it, I think that it, it would it would kind of round things out a lot more because yeah. that was a, that was a sound that they were accustomed people were accustomed to for years, and I don't I don't want to say that I I don't think that they've lost fans over it because I do think there's plenty of people out there that are like oh my god there's no Boyd anymore I don't want to go see him anymore because oh, of I, course for sure they yeah have, yeah because I'm sure that Boyd had his little fan club just as much and there's people Correct. that. You know that they're gonna love him no matter what he does. Um, 
you know, I'm not going to love Boyd no matter what he does. That's, I mean, do I think that at one time Boyd was an amazing violin player and was a big part of this band? Yes. Do I think that he's fumbled and faltered over the years to where it wasn't needed? Yes. Um, but with, like I said, with that being said, I think it would be great to have another violin player. Do they need it? No. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So my final answer on that would be, it would be the same. I would say, yes, I would like to see another one. But my explanation would be, I would like to see another one if that person was at the level or above what Boyd was in his prime. Well, like, I yeah, don't want but them I to bring think... in somebody that was, you know... I... I don't think anything close to what Boyd was at the end. No, and I don't think so either. But here's why I think I would want it, right? If you think back to when you first heard DMB and when they first came out, the thing that made them so unique truly was the violin, right? Because there had been a lot of other bands. Ska had happened, right? There had been the saxophone. There had been the trumpet, you know, drums, guitars, etc., the one real difference in this style of music and rock, right? Violin has been in other genres and I get that, but in this genre, the difference maker really was violin. And when a lot of people would talk about DMB to start with, they would talk about the, the violin. And it was a huge difference maker at that point in music, in the sound of this type of music. And, uh, you know, if we could get back to something sounding similar to that or really, um, coming back to that sound and embodying that the essence and, and the, the importance of the violin, I would absolutely take that back again. Do I like what they're doing now? Yes. Because I guess maybe I'm just the type of person, the type of fan where I can listen to the music that's happening and enjoy that as opposed to needing something that's not happening. But would I want it if it was a, a feasible possibility and it made sense to the band? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, no, I, I mean, it could be a part of the evolution. Yeah, I mean, that's all they do, man. They continue to evolve and adapt. And, I mean, they've been going on this long because of that, because they're able to adapt. Not all bands be, do, and they do. Yes, because they're successful at it, exactly. And like I said, there's plenty of bands out there that, that haven't been able to do that and have tried and just never, you know, never um, been able to reach their, you know, once stardom. But uh, I think that that they Dave and the guys have, have been able to do that throughout the years and it's as obviously it's a testament to how great musicians they are and I mean that's like I said yeah, absolutely earlier. that's like I said earlier obviously they have incredible musicians that are willing and able to kind of fill these spaces that were once Boyd's parts um I like I said when I saw them I wasn't there were I wasn't questioning myself to oh, this boy should be right there or Boyd's part's missing. It wasn't that for me. It was because I love this band as much as I do. And as Trevor said, I'm listening to the music and I thought that they sounded incredible. I think that they are the level, they have the level of musicianship. So um, that they're able to do that. They're, they're able to fill these, these spots and, and still make people just forget about I mean, at the end of the day, when I go to a Dave show, I, I'm not worried about things that my problems. I mean, I'm not worried about the things that are going on in my life. I'm there to let all those things go and enjoy myself for those two or three hours that I'm there to show. Um, I mean, not only that, but it brings people together. And that's, I think that as a band, that's what they've always done, not only for the fans, but as themselves. I think that they always find themselves bringing each other 
back together. After Roy died, they 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 brought themselves back together for that reason. And I think that they're doing a good job of bringing themselves back to the music right now by adding Butch. With that being said, though, do you all think that that uh, Butch is or not Butch? I'm sorry, buddy. Do you <laughs> think that? On that. You yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Um, but do you think that uh, Buddy is? I guess the replacement for for Boyd long term. Replacement? No, I think Buddy's filling in his own face. I don't know. Um, it's it's really hard to say, and the reason why is Dave loves this guy. You can tell that already. No, yeah, yeah they definitely have guy. a chemistry. Yeah, absolutely. And my take on it is is that I think that Buddy is where he needs to be. Yeah. Yes. Well, and Dave introduces I, him at concerts as the newest member of the band. Not as yeah, a guest, no. not as our friend. Exactly. He, well, he introduces him as the newest member of the band. Yeah, what was family. It, what was it early on he called him – did he call him uh, Buddy Taylor or something like that? No, yeah. it was uh, – yeah. no, it, uh, it was – I was there. It was in Atlanta. God, what was it? It was like Buddy – I forgot about that. Like Buddy Wilson or something like that. And he said we're the Dave Wilson band or something, yeah, something like that. Williams or or something? Yeah, it was something like that. Mm-hmm. It was so funny. Oh, that's that's incredible. Um, I, but and the fact that Buddy is from Phoenix makes me really happy because that's my hometown. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I honestly feel like it, like 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 we said, everybody's kind of taking over for the void. Everybody, it's not just Buddy taking over for the void because he takes in a few pieces, but so does Rashawn and so does so does Jess. So right. it's not stuck in one place. I don't think that Buddy is that replacement. Buddy is all in his own realm of, of Well, yeah, of the but put it this way. I mean, what basically, I understand what you're saying, and that's, you know, I mean, you're right, but if the whole Boyd situation hadn't happened, I don't think Buddy would be on stage right now. Agreed. Yep. So Buddy's on there because of what happened, so call it what you want to call it, but he's in there right now to fill the void that Boyd left. Well, see, to me, it's been a long time coming because I really, really loved the sound of Butch with this band in the early days. I thought that Keys added an element that I don't want to say they needed because they don't really need anything, but it just it, it, it developed their sound so much better. I, I really missed not having Butch playing piano. I mean, the early concerts, I just I thought he did a, a, such a good time or such a good job of kind of piecing things together with that band. Um, I as I said, I, it was a long time coming for me because I thought they should have added another piano player after Butch had left because I guess they were with understanding that they didn't have to or didn't need to. And I think that's kind of how they are now with Boyd leaving is they don't have to and they don't need to add another yeah. violin player. Yeah, they do not. Yeah. But also, I mean, the difference between Butch, Butch, Butch and Buddy, I was thinking of both of them, the difference between them is astronomical. They really have different styles and sounds, yeah. yes. Yeah, the sounds are way different. That's what I was saying and alluding to earlier. But, you know, and I I agree. Like, I definitely love, like Butch a lot. And there, I mean, he filled in and helped round out the sound. Oh, yeah. No, he, and no, he, no doubt about it, right? But there were also times, in my opinion, and this is, again, this could be completely, um, you know, not supported. But there were times when he was sort of a, I don't know what you call it, like, like a jam killer. Like there was times in two steps where he would it would come to his solo and it would just kind of in my opinion kill the mood a little bit because there's there yes. are some jams where it makes more sense for 
you know, a violin or saxophone or whatever. And then the keys would come out and you're like, ah, man, if they'd only gone a different way with this, it could have been totally different. Um, but in general, I do agree that the keys help to round out the sound um, when used correctly. And I also agree, in my opinion, that Butch's keys, the sound more than Buddy's keys. Not I don't know the scale, just the sound. I don't, I don't know. Like I don't more than I like the, the Hammond. I don't know that I can make an accurate assessment of that just because he's not been in the band nearly as long as Butch was. But see, I'm, I'm, I'm different with your opinion. I'm on the opposite side. I thought that even when those jams came on, when, when Butch's part hit, I loved being able to hear those keys rock out on a, on a, on a jam. Um, but I do, I, I don't want to say that I prefer, but I really, really like the Hammond sound. I, I love it. I really, really love it. Yeah. No, um, and I, I can understand. I mean, I just don't like it as much, but I could understand why somebody would. I mean, I know but just Go ahead. Well, I was just, you know, you talked, and, and just quickly here, this kind of blew my mind um, when I first realized this. So you talk about this band being able to adapt, right? When did Roy die? 2008. Right. Did you know the month? August. Correct. When did Butch leave the band? 2006? Nope. I'm close. Go ahead, Trevor. You know, May apparently. Two, May, May 2008. So two big members of the band left within months for obviously different reasons, but we're out of the band. And this band still moved on. Like, think about that. How many bands can well, have and that they, happen and they, still succeed to the level that they have. And they played a show the night that, that Roy died. That Roy could, died, they, yeah. They, they played their show anyway. But yeah, isn't it crazy? Like, I mean, they left at like the same time. Like, that's that's unbelievable to me to think about that and realize that they still, like I said, moved on and not only had success, but like significant success after that. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's that's incredible. Well, And again, I think that you, that is a testament to how incredible each individual is together as, I mean, you know, individually as a musician and then how they can all come together as a group and just, it's powerful. It's incredible. Well, as for, as somebody who saw them literally days later, uh, it, it was, yeah. it was depressing and beautiful all at the same time. Right. That, that night, like, like I said earlier, it's, it's been really hard for me to want to see them live again because that night will be hard to replace. Well, I mean, I can understand mm-hmm. that and the fact that it's depressing, obviously, because he's not there, but those guys were out there playing for one reason and one reason only at that point. Yeah. Absolutely. That was it. Yeah, that's powerful. And that's like, I don't know if you guys have seen the interview, but at one time, Dave had sat down and written a letter to everybody in the band saying that he was done and he couldn't do it yep. anymore. Yep. Could you, yeah. could you imagine if the Dave Matthews band was no more? I don't know. I, I want to say that was I want to say that was right around uh, Big Whiskey, maybe. maybe well, he was in a real bad place. I know that. Yeah. He was in a real bad place. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, like I said earlier, that, that's, that's what happened right around the time that Roy got injured is they were done. They hated each other. They wanted to be away from each other. The, the band was basically done. And then Roy died, and everybody's perspective changed, and they clinged on to each other because they needed each other. Yeah. Well, and then that's here, where Big Whiskey came from. Here, here, yes, because it was basically an album for Roy, dedicated to Roy. And 
Uh, I mean, here's the way I look at it. I mean, we'll kind of wrap this up here soon. But say, we'll just throw it this way. Say you're cooking and you don't add an ingredient that you don't normally add. That Not to say that that dish that you're preparing isn't going to still be delicious and, and good. You're just going to be missing an ingredient that's not usually there. I think that's kind of what's going on right now. I think that they're missing an ingredient that is usually there, but it's still fantastic and it's 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 breathed new life into this band. And I think that you know their stage presence. I I, I think that you can tell on stage that they are they are back to having a fucking blast as they should be. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I think that Buddy himself has has breathed new life into this band, and, and because of the simple fact that it's adding something new i just for from my experience as uh playing music uh, we just added a saxophone player in our band here recently and i find myself because i'm such a big you know big day fan and big band sounds and stuff like that i've always wanted to hear saxophone and the kind of music that we do but you kind of look over and you're you're hearing this new sound that you're not accustomed to and and you're you realize how much you you dig it and you're into it and you like it and that's kind of I think what's going on for them they're all they're not all just feeding off of buddy's energy but buddy is bringing this energy to the stage that all of them are are also you know I I guess as I said they're they're feeding off of well yeah you can either, you can chalk it up to one of two things and we'll never know the true answer but it's either that Buddy came and brought them all new life and new energy, or, Boyd or it's the fact that Boyd <laughs> left and they got the cancer out of the group, mm-hmm. who was actually dragging them down, and that just you know brought all the energy back once he was gone. It's, yeah, it's one of the two. We'll never I know the answer. I want to say it's probably. a little bit of both, honestly. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, but I do agree with you. I their energy, I mean, they just seem like they're having fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for the first time in a long time, it seems like they're truly truly enjoying themselves every single night that they're out there i mean and, and you got to realize these guys aren't the youngest set of guys anymore oh i, I mean, mean carter's in his 60s right yeah is he that old yeah well well dave's he's like 62 i think dave's like 52 isn't he like yeah 50, I think dave's like 51 i think or something like yeah. that i think carter's 52 all right well go ahead and talk i mean excuse I wanna, me 62 i'm sorry i want to look 62. i, I want to look this up just so we can be sure on this which part? Okay, Carter is 60. Is he Carter's 60? Did 60. you just look it up? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, I guess he kind of shows because he is graying a little bit. Still well, the best drummer alive really today. Exactly. For sure. The man is 60 years old. And that's another thing real quickly, though. We've all kind of heard Boyd or seen videos of Boyd messing up. When have you ever seen a video of Carter messing anything up? Oh, he messes up. Oh, he does. We don't, oh, for sure. I've seen videos for sure of him. But yeah. I don't. Oh, there's there's times when he starts playing the wrong song. Not they, they never look at videos. You'll see, and they laugh, and they kind of just they make it work. But there's times when Carter starts drumming the wrong song, the band starts playing something else, and they just start kind of they smooth it out and they make it work. But yeah, yeah, you can. There's videos online you can go look at them. Well, you, I mean, you guys have obviously seen the epic two step pick right before he starts playing two step. He's sitting on the side of the stage meditating. <laughs> that well, picture he, is awesome. He probably needs it. I mean. Dude goes nuts in that song. Yeah, that's that's a great picture. And then also from the same same show, or maybe just from Deer Creek, where Dave just takes his guitar, runs over, and jumps up in the air like he's worshiping the guitar. And that's yeah, also, that picture is sweet. Yeah, that picture is of where they are. 
awesome. Yeah, I did see the guy that took that picture selling like fifty prints of that only, and they're all like a thousand dollars a piece. No, yeah, it's like five hundred and fifty dollars for a certain size for him to sign it. I'm like, why the fuck would I want that guy to sign my picture? You put yeah, Dave's so- signature on it, I'll give you five fifty. Cool, cool. Yeah, Dave, right. Dave is fifty one. Tim is sixty. Carter is sixty. Tim sixty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy, Tim shows Boy is fifty four. <laughs> Stefan forty four. Well, obviously, Stefan's the youngest one. How old's old's Buddy? Uh, He's young, young too. Yeah. Yeah, I I would say. He's probably in his 30s, right? Yeah, he's got to be younger than me. Well, I mean. He's probably somewhere between all of us. He's got to be early 30s. Well, he's got to be between all of us, I would say. I have no idea off the top of my head. Well, I I just, regardless of of the age, I just think that – I mean, yes, the age. I'm just I, that's what I said earlier. Just these guys aren't the youngest people in the world anymore. And you're you're talking about a band that goes out every night and puts on a kick-ass show, and they're not standing in place. They're all over the place. I mean, he they, they do an incredible job, and I think that this year they've really, really stepped up the the stage presence, their energy. I think it's all there. I mean. And you can you can chalk that up to multiple things, as we said, you know, them feeding off Buddy or or Boyd leaving finally. But I mean, I just th- this band is is not slowing down any to me, and it's almost it blows my mind to think about that one day, and, and it's it's going to happen because all great things come to an end. But one day this will be no more, and it hurts me to say that. And you're always going to have. You know, musicians like myself that that love Dave and these guys so much that are going to do their music, but it's never going to be the same. And that day is going to be a terrible day. But I, I, I think that that's even more of a reason for us to enjoy it as much as we possibly can right now before it's over with. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, real quickly, does anybody else have any anything to say about, uh, you know, the, the band and how they're sounding now? You know, No, I mean, my last opinion, which is or my last uh statement would just be and again reiterating what i've already said is it different absolutely if you go listening to where boyd is supposed to be and he's not you're not going to like it if you go and you listen to what's actually happening you're going to be impressed because it's still phenomenal musicians doing incredible things and the music is still top notch i mean it's different yes but it's still top notch still dave matthews van appreciate him when you got him they owe you nothing enjoy the music and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's still awesome to me. I don't know. Chelsea? Uh, yeah, and I, I'm honest. I'm sending you guys an article right now. Buddy is actually my age. Really? Yeah, I found uh, – uh, Buddy's Buddy's also 63? <laughs> That's crazy. That's no, crazy. I, I found an – I had to do the math because I found an article from 2002 when he was touring with Usher, and at the time he was 21. So what, I a, what a step up there, buddy Strong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So real quickly, Chelsea, do you want to share? Because, I mean, you kind of bumped yourself in there. Do you want to share how, everybody how old you or Buddy Strong is? Buddy Strong and I are 37. 37. Yeah. 37 years old. Incredible musician. He's very yeah, good. Yeah, he does. Fantastic. Alrighty, y'all. So I think we've uh, pretty much covered what we wanted to cover. Make sure everybody, you all stay tuned, though, because we do have, I believe, three or four. We, we've selected a few out of the, the multiple uh, 
the multiple uh, different emails that we have been sent, uh, people wanting to be uh, included in this podcast. But uh, we've got other people's opinions on the matter, and I think they're, they're great. Make sure you guys stay tuned and you listen to these before the show is end ended. Um, thank you all for listening to Lying in the Hands of Pod. Uh, I am Falms um, for Trevor and Chelsea. You know, eat, drink, and be merry, everybody. And thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to Lying in the Hands of Pod today. Don't go anywhere just yet. We've got a few listeners' opinions coming up. We asked people to email us with uh, their opinions on the subject, and we've got a bunch of people that emailed us, and we picked a few of our favorites. So uh, here they are, and thank you all for listening once again. All right. So the Dave Matthews Band has had a few different versions um, in their 20, I think, 26 years now since the band began. And so I'm just going to run down what I think of those different versions. So the band started with Dave, um, Carter, Stefan, Leroy, and Boyd. And I think I, I don't know if it's a Carter or not. But um, that was the early, early 90s. And they were jam heavy. And they brought a ton of energy because they were just growing up. They're getting into... Um, they're getting into their mid-20s, early 20s, whatever it may be. Some of the band members were older, but um, that's when they brought their most energy and their sound was their best. Um, just because I feel like Leroy and Boyd played so well with each other, off of each other. Um, Carter was high energy. Dave was all over the place. Um, and Dave's voice was just fantastic at that point, too. So that was the golden era I truly believe of Dave Matthews band but then you get into the later 90s and the early 2000s and you add Butch Taylor and I love Butch Taylor I thought Butch Taylor was able to slow the band down a little bit um, especially during their live shows I loved his added sound into the band um, but some people would argue that Butch Taylor kind of took away from some of the other band members' sound, took away from some of Leroy's sound, took away from some of um, Boyd's sound, and some people wouldn't like that. And so um, when when Butch left, they say, oh, thank God, um, the elevator music's gone, the, the slow jams are gone. And so um, Tim joined the band after Butch left. And when Tim joined the band, that brought a heavier side to the band. Um, Tim joining meant that I began to notice Boyd sound decrease even more because it began to become very, very heavy. Um, and that's actually around, like I, I had been listening to live versions of the band, but I my first show was kind of around when I felt like Tim really was starting to join the band, which was in like, I think it was 08. Um, and so seeing Tim play was a little bit different from the shows that I had heard before from listening to like earlier live tracks. Um, then after Tim joined the band, Leroy passes. And so when Leroy passed, Jeff and Rashawn, um, they began playing. And so I love Jeff and Rashawn. I think they're fantastic. I don't think that you can replace Leroy. He was one of the greatest talents on any horn that you could think of. But Jeff and Rashawn have done a good job of um, falling into place where he was. But they turned him up even louder. And so when they turned him up louder, Boyd was kind of flushed out even more. 
And so his, his sound was still there. He was still playing well every once in a while. But you could also see Boyd start to age. And I, I love Boyd's sound. I still miss Boyd's sound. But as the years have gone on, Boyd hasn't been up to par with what he used to be. Um, I still miss his sound completely. But he's not, he wasn't the same player after Leroy passed as he was once in the early 90s and the early 2000s. So, from 2015, 2013 to 2015 to present, um, we've had the, kind of this new sound. Jeff, Rashawn, Tim, and then the original band minus Leroy. So, Carter, Dave, Stefan, um, Carter, Stefan, yeah, all those guys. And... Honestly, from 2013 to present, the band has not sounded fantastic. Um, they've been, I felt like they've been out of whack. They haven't sounded as great as they usually did. Um, and I honestly think a big part of that was because of just the way Boyd was playing. He wasn't on it every night like he used to be. Um, Dave even mentioned in that one of his interviews. And so when he left the band, I was actually super worried because I was like, are they going to be off even more? Are they going to sound even worse now that he's gone? And they did that first show that they played of this year, that night before show. I listened to that on Periscope, and I know Periscope doesn't give you the best sound, but oh my gosh, that was that hurt. And so now I love what I'm hearing. I've been to four shows this year, and I think these shows have been some of the best that I've seen in a long time long time. I had the privilege of going to um, the Gorge in 2016 for my last three shows, and I loved those shows. But after I listened to them again, I didn't realize how off the band truly was. Um, I've listened to the shows that I've been to this year a few different times already, and they sound so much more crisp. And I think Buddy Strong brings a new energy to the band. Um, he's not too much, but he's fresh, he's relaxing, and he's getting more and more comfortable. And that sound is going to be a great sound for the future of the band. Yes, we can, miss, we can miss Boyd all we want, but I think we need to move forward with the sound that we have now and realize how much of a privilege it is to have Buddy Strong as a member of the Dave Matthews Band now. So that's my two cents. Can't wait to hear your guys' reactions. Um, thanks for having me. Bye. Hey, everybody. My name is Matt. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I've been a huge fan since 2004, and just wanted to give my opinion about how the band has changed since Boyd has left. Um, I was at the show in February earlier this year in St. Paul, the, the night before show, the one before the Super Bowl. And uh, obviously the night before, the night before, we got that news from Boyd. And so we go to the show, and I was uh, a little thrown off, and no one knew what to expect and what were they going to play and if they were going to have a violinist in this place or whatever was going to happen. So no one knew that what was going to happen from the show. But uh, just a quick review of that show was um, you could definitely tell the band was off. Not really sure... If it was because the band hasn't played in over a year, obviously, because they took that year off, except for those two, two or three couple shows here and there. But uh, I left the show just kind of staring out the window while I was driving back home, and I was like, "God, what you know? What did I just witness?" Because you could definitely tell the band was off. There's no violin. 
you know, the parts where you expect the violin solo or the violin to be there, it was just not there. So it really just kind of threw the whole band off. And like, as, as again, I was leaving the show, I was like, oh my God, is this like the beginning of the end of, of what I've been following the last 14 years, like at least five shows a year, basically. And it's just like, oh my God, you know, what, what is going on here? So, you know, I thought to myself, you know, maybe, you know, this is just a fluke. Maybe they were just, you know, a little rusty because it's been, you know, a year or so. But, you know, before this all happened, I, I bought seven, seven sh- tickets to shows and I was like, and I, I was like, oh my God, is this, should I even be going? I mean, what, what, what the sound isn't there anymore and I don't know what to do and I, 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 I don't know, it just wasn't the same that I was used to and the, the band sound wasn't there and, and Boyd's energy wasn't there and and I didn't know what to think of it but I kind of still gave it the benefit of the doubt so then you know, Samurai Cop comes out and when Samurai Cop came out I heard that song uh, you know, the studio version when they released it and it like, was almost like a, you know, a good sigh relief where I was like, you know, that that actually doesn't sound that bad, you know, without, a, you know, Boyd in it, and I can kind of go with it, you know, I was actually pretty, pretty happy with it, and then so Come Tomorrow comes out, and I was like, okay, this isn't too bad, I mean, you know, there, there are some songs that I, I uh, still don't have to grow on me lyrically and, and band-wise, but um, actually not that bad, but, but as for the sound without Boyd, I mean, obviously it's a huge, huge change of what you know Dave Matthews band was you know the the violin or fiddle and a rock band was just it was just out there but um the addition of Buddy Strong um I don't know if he was supposed to be there to replace him but to tell you the truth I've always missed the sound of the keyboards so when Butch left I was actually like ooh, that stinks but I, I am pretty happy about the keyboards being back into the band but I would definitely like to hear a violin again I mean it's it's nice to hear it on the on the Come Tomorrow album because they actually have, you know, ensembles and whatever. But other than that, I mean, I it 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 is missing the band as a whole without a violin, I'd say. And to see Boyd not up there, which you're obviously not going to see anymore. But, you know, uh, I I missed his solos especially like during Lionel Graves and stuff. But to have him run around stage and, you know, do his leg shake thing and get the band going. It's just, it's obviously not there. And I've been to uh, two shows, I think, so far this summer. I went to one in Syracuse and one into Buffalo. And then I'm going next week to Jones Beach and Homedale. But those two summer shows I've seen, you know, the the band is there and it's way better than the St. Paul show. I don't know if it's just because they've been together more, but... Um, there is a happiness now. It seems like between all the band members, especially Dave, he, he seems like he's really enjoying himself more. Uh, because you could definitely tell back in the day there were some times where you know, we thought Boyd might leave because things weren't doing too well. And actually it happened for different reasons. But uh, the conscience that we saw, obviously there's definitely holes in some songs. I mean, the beginning of One Sweet World, you know, it, it's tough not to have that violin right in that beginning intro. And... Uh, even in ants, you know, it's it's kind of tough. But then again, you know, I saw Tripping Billies in Buffalo, and it actually wasn't too bad. I mean, because as soon as they started playing, I'm like, all right, let's see how this one goes. But 
it actually didn't end up being too bad. I, I actually really had a good time and sang along and did what I usually did during the show. And it was it was just it was a lot of fun. I mean, I really had a lot of fun at the Buffalo show. But uh, there's obviously a lot of songs that I need to see still. Kind of wondering how they're going to turn out with you know even like Nancy's and stuff. But uh, we'll see what the future holds, and uh, we'll see how the next few concerts go. We got about six more left or five more left, and um, I'm definitely looking forward to them now after uh, the St. Paul, the St. Paul show. So anyway, have a good day. All right, so I'm here talking about uh, the new sound from Dave Matthews Band post Boyd Tinsley. Um, so you got to kind of go back to the beginning, really, to understand the new sound. Um, you know, I've, I've I've been following the band since the early nineteen or mid nineteen nineties, um, and so I've I've heard them in all phases. And you know, in the nineteen nineties, that sound with the violin was unique. It was different. It was something brand new in rock music. A violin hadn't really been pushed to the forefront the way that uh, DMB had done that. Uh, you saw it in country music, uh, and that's pretty much about it. Unless you, you know, I had them on background music in, in a studio session or something. So, um, you know, it was a big deal to have that violin at that part. And one one of the reasons, one of the reasons why they were so successful, I think, in the early 1990s coming out. Um, so, you know, that that sound is ingrained within the band. and it, it, It's ingrained within the sound of the band. It's ingrained within the fan base. And um, so that's, you know, that's been around for 25 years, that sound. Um, and it's going to be there for a long time with all the recordings and everything. It's just going to continue to have that violin part. And people, regardless of what direction the band goes into, are going to always expect to hear those violins on all those old recordings. Um so to take that away, uh, it's a 25-year habit that you're breaking. I mean, go through all the songs that Boyd is, is featured on or a, a part of. You know, you've got Pig, you've got Ants, you've got Billy's, Dancing Nancy's, uh, Lie in Our Graves. I mean, the list goes on. And you can't help but listen to those songs and know where the violin part is going to come in. You listen to a song like Dancing Nancy's, and you know at the end there's going to be this breakdown uh, that, that Boyd is going to put in there. Um, driving home from Deer Creek show last night, I was listening to the the Red Rock CD and, and listening to Dancing Nancy's, and, and you know there was. There was the violin sound. There was the something uh, that, that, that's missing that's clearly not there. Uh, so that brings you to you know 2018 and the decision to bring in Buddy, and I don't think it was a bad decision at all. Um, I would have taken uh, a Buddy and a keyboardist in addition to the sound of the violin. Uh, I don't think it's a bad sound. I was never uh, a, a, a hater of, of Butch. I loved having Butch. I loved having the keys, and I think the keys bring a fantastic new element, a uh, new little twist to the sound of the band. So give me Buddy, give me the violin sound together, that's fine. Um, which then get, leads to another point or an, another question of whether or not the band was using Buddy as a sub, as a replacement for Boyd. And I don't think that's that's the case. If they were trying to replace the sound of the violin by using a keyboardist, that's a poor switch. It's a poor substitute. It just doesn't work. Um, I think the band just wanted an entirely new and different sound 
altogether. And so they went with the keyboardist. They went with the sound that they were at least, you know, somewhat familiar with, with, with Butch uh, being on the keys before. Uh, but they bring in this really dynamic sound, this really dynamic character. Uh, Buddy's a heck of a stage presence for sure. And he just can, he can light the place up without a doubt. Um, but I don't think it is a it, it is an intentional substitute for the violin sound. I think they easily could have got another violin a uh, violinist to replace Boyd, but that wasn't what they wanted. Uh, they clearly wanted something different. Um, why altogether they wanted something different? I'm not sure. I mean, did they totally just want to remove themselves from uh, the the debacle that Boyd had caused the band and just you know rip the band-aid done with it and move on from there or are they just trying this out um you know is there a possibility of next tour them bringing in a new violence violinist and trying that out it's you know who knows at this point you know time will tell on that one but i think it's just a new sound for them um now comparing this new sound to old dmb it's it's just exactly that. It's new. It's different. Um, I don't dislike it. Uh, was at night two of Deer Creek last night, and I thought they sounded fantastic. I thought the band was on fire. Um, you know, but there just were those holes there that that the lack of having Boyd on a track is a definitive loss. Um, most notably for me was listening to. Uh, dancing Nancy's and then ants especially you know that they, they try to cover and they do a great job because they are professional musicians but it's not the same again I go back to that 25 years of the habit of listening to those and knowing okay this is ants this is where that breakdown this is going to be at this is where the violin part is here's Nancy's here's the end here's the breakdown that's 25 years of a habit and when it's not there it's just not there I think it's kind of uh, a bit ludicrous to to read all these posts on on message boards and whatnot that say that you know Boyd who and violin what and you know, I think that's crazy. You can't have listened to this band for ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty five years and not say that there's something missing. I think they've done a great job in covering. I think they've done a great job in filling the void with what they have and moving in this new direction. So I'm not not taking anything away from that but it's just not quite the same and and some songs are way more noticeable than others um again boyd has kind of been the last several tours he had been pushed kind of to the background except when he wasn't except on those big show stoppers where he comes out flying across the stage and you know flopping all around and and laying down just a, a nice nasty violin solo that everybody expects to hear um and in those moments and in those songs on the tour, that's what they don't have. And Tim can do all he can, and, and, and Buddy can add all his little flourishes and, and all his new sound and everything, but it's just not there. Um, so that's that's my take on it. It's good. It's a new sound. I'm okay with it. But ultimately, I would like to see a, a violinist added back. It's that uniqueness. It's what made them a unique and a different band 25 years ago. And I just don't see any reason to not have that back. You want to move into a new direction? Great. You want to make newer music? That's fine. Uh, you know, bands change, bands evolve, sounds change, and sounds evolve. But there's, it's, that's just a, a pretty crucial element, in my opinion, uh, for, for the overall sound.
You have just finished listening to Lying in the Hands of Pod. Make sure you tune in every Sunday for a brand new episode. And make sure you also subscribe on our Facebook page, our Anchor page, our Apple Podcast page, and our Stitcher page as well. Thank you all very much for listening, and we'll see you next time.